So, Neelam, first and foremost, thanks for coming on the show. The pleasure is all mine. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on. And I've been following you for quite some time and a huge fan. And I'll tell wow. you when it started for me. What? So, one of the individuals that I follow, uh-huh. Puff Daddy. Oh, yeah. Diddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I'm, I'm following him and I'm watching. And all of a sudden, I see a video mm-hmm. that you had posted where you were just flowing and just spitting knowledge. Aww. Like, what was that moment like for you? That was crazy. <laughs> um, to be honest, like in the beginning, I think that uh, Diddy posted one of my first ever videos and I had a lot of fear in the beginning of like sharing it. Yeah. I started out like doing poetry. Okay. And then randomly I was like, well, actually like I, my husband and my peers was like, you know, what if you put that to music? That might be dope. And I'm like, really? Okay. And then we did it. And naturally, I was like, this is weird. I've never done anything like this. What are people going to say? You know how you get where you care about people's opinions. But finally, I put my hands up and I was like, you know what? I stand by the message. I'm doing it. I don't care. And then just for us to put it out and then Diddy posted it and it got on the shade room and it was just being shared by so many people. I was like, wow, all that fear was for nothing, you know, and it was amazing. And that was like a great start of what I do now. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I, I I like to see like the microwavable success thing where people think that Instagram posts and all of a sudden it just mm. happens like that. But mm. I want to go all the way back kind of to the beginning mm. uh, with you in Seattle and making the move oh. here to Los Angeles. What was yeah. that whole process like for you? Yeah. So I grew up in Seattle, Washington, which is the rainy city. Yeah. Even though my whole family's out there, I got love for Seattle, but... Um, you know, it's rainy, and that affects the mood sometimes. <laughs> but um, my parents, they actually uh, decided to separate. And so my mom wanted to make the move to L.A., which I'm so glad she did. It's, it's just funny how, like, things that you that happen in your life can be, like, devastating for you, but it's all a part of a plan that just makes your life come into order because I don't know what I would do if I was not in L.A. Like, I feel like I was born in Seattle, but I was made in L.A. I've yeah. been out here since... Oh, one, like, no doubt, but 19 years, you know, so yeah, but um, that was interesting because you know, we were kind of like our family dynamic was kind of in turmoil because of our parents. I have two little sisters as well, so you know, we were going through that, but we came out here. It was kind of culture shock for me because when I came out, you know, there's two types of LA there's uh-huh. LA, which is like, oh, North Hollywood, and Beverly, you could just say Atlanta, the fake South people. Central. No, I'm saying, but <laughs> then there's LA where it's South Central, yeah. you know, and that's where I went. Like we came from Seattle, Washington, which is like, you know, like the school that I went, went to, there was like only a handful of black people. Then I go to South Central and it's like, it's just blacks and Mexicans. And I'm just like, whoa, I'm not used to this. And it was funny. I used to, um, people be like, where are you from? You talk weird. You said, and I'm like, really? I do? I don't know. You know, but actually there's a story too. Like one of my first weeks out here in California, I'm walking home from school with like a group of friends. And then there was like a group of cops coming. And one of the boys, he's like, hey, I need you to hold this for me because they're going to frisk me. And I'm like, what? Hold what? This dude had a huge silver gun. Oh, <laughs> no, literally put it in my hand. I was like, oh. like so scared. My friend, another friend of mine took it and she's like, oh, God, I'll hold it. And I'm like, where am I? What's going on? Like, what is life now? Like, zero to a hundred real quick. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. really interesting. That was like a crazy dynamic. I, I wasn't used to, you know, I, I remember telling my mom, like, wow, it's really different here, mom, you know, but 
naturally you over time you just get used to it it's like I don't know became really home I love everybody there's a lot of real ones in LA especially particularly in like South Central so I know people like to say oh LA is fake but when you're in like the real like LA like kind of bottom there's like a lot of like dope people so it was interesting being in that environment but um I as far as like rapping like I am now none of that was in view at all like I honestly my first video that Diddy Diddy posted that was the first time I ever did it ever. really yeah yeah so yeah. this was kind of like a random like whoa now we're here you know it happened really quick yeah so I, we're definitely gonna get to that but you're talking about the, the process of you coming here to Los Angeles from Seattle. Yeah. And you said you was responsible for a lot of things, right? Yeah. So yeah. Your, your siblings. Yeah. Taking See, care of them. When my mom, when my parents separated, I, you know, I believe that a lot of illnesses that come on us are, you know, have to do with a lot of, like our psychosomatic come from like traumas in your life um depression stress and all that because after that my mom was diagnosed with well she was misdiagnosed with fibromyalgia but it was really multiple sclerosis wow. so slowly but well not really slowly it was like in a matter of two years she went from walking to in a wheelchair and it was like gradual like walking cane walker wheelchair and that was really hard for her because she's an ex-gymnast so a person who can do backflips who can't use their legs anymore, that's like very hard on her mind. I, I I, almost don't know what's worse for her, if it's the disease or just the depression from being, from having the disease, you wow. know what I'm saying? So naturally as older sister, I had to take on a new load with my little sisters, like really like helping her out and helping out my mom because she's losing 70% of her body function. Right in front of you in real time. Yes, yeah. so that was, insane and i'm i've always been i'm an older sister i'm a a type person i'm a scorpio i'm so I've, it's just like okay i'm doubling the burden but i've always had that like oh we got to do what we got to do mindset so it wasn't like that cra crazy but naturally that's hard for a young girl to like you know multitask all this so that was very interesting but I mean, now my I, my mom currently stays with me because it got so bad, like, she, we can't have her on her own. So she lives with me, and I take care of her to this day, still grinding to, you know, just get everything that she needs. Um, and, yeah, I'm sorry, I got lost. No, it's, it's, it's interesting you say that because you're taking care of your siblings and then right. you're going through that whole process. Right. I'm trying to figure out, and, you know, for other people that you're inspiring out here, so many people from different walks of life, including my daughter, Mia. Aww. She loves you, dearly. Hi, Mia. Yeah, so, like, how did you transition from that space, being a caregiver and taking care of your loved ones, to finding your passion and right. your niche? Right, I would have to say... You know, um, you know what, I would have to say, like, when I finally started, when I got married, um, started my own family, my, my husband actually was in a uh, music group, they were called Anew, and they were on X Factor, and it was amazing, and I really supported him in, like, that journey, and they were actually, um, they were going to open up for the This Is It tour. Okay. with Michael Jackson and oh, then wow. he died 
And that just changed the dynamics on absolutely everything that was going on naturally. And, um, you know, like they continued to do everything with their career and stuff. But it's really weird. My husband, he actually was just like, you know, I think you should do this. What, like the very first, like I told you, we were, I was writing um, the poetry and then we were talking and he was just like, you should put a beat to this and you should. That was really honestly all his idea. And I'm like, are you serious? Guy should. He's like, no, I just think it would be dope. Like, I believe in you. You should do it. So a lot of that, like, switching it up that I did came from being, you know, him seeing in me, like, no, I just really think you have a lot of talent that is just on tap and let's work to do it. And he's, like, been really instrumental in, like, everything we're doing right now. That's it's crazy. really weird. <laughs> did, did all your confidence come from him, like, pushing you and telling you, like, you can really make yeah, this happen. Yeah, because naturally and... I'm ner I you know, I'm like nervous about doing something I've never done, you know, and it's like, really? You know, but yeah, he's just like, come on. You know, we've been together almost 10 years. Well, we've been married for almost 10 years. Been yeah. together for, what, 12, you know? So uh, he's like, I know you, you got this. And it's like, yeah, okay. I believe you out of all people, you know, so. So the per first person you performed in front of probably was him? Yes. <laughs> that was crazy. Yes. So this like breaking down lyrics and just talking and vibing. Right. Like, what did you see? Like, I, I gotta ask you. Like, <laughs> what did you see in her? Like, just. Um, I think for what I saw in her is first thing is anything she puts her mind to, she conquers it. So that's just the main thing. At that time, she was already online. She had got about back then. It was big to have, have ten thousand followers on Instagram, oh, and yeah. that was from her just doing modest fashion. Right. So it was just with the following she was already getting. It was like, well, what's your perspective? Because she had. In her story, she would have all these stories about Black Lives Matter, about issues happening. And then on her page, she would have her in this fashion that was like, and people, so it was like two different crowds. Yeah. And the idea was, how do we bring that together? You could look good, but talk about the things you put in your story mm. um, and the things that you got in your poetry. And those together are going to be crazy. Yeah. I, I, I was going to get to that, like with your fashion, like, so modest fashion, what is that? Like, can you explain that to us? Gosh, I. <laughs> You know what? I feel like modest fashion is like relative. It's whatever you define it as, honestly, because there's people who have rules of like, no, modest fashion, you're supposed to have this or that. You can't. But it's like, I don't know. It's I I looked up the word like modesty and it's like, God, I can't even remember the exact definition, but it was like, you know, the cover or um, carry. It's not even based off how you look it's like how you are like how you carry yourself and stuff like that so um i mean modest fashion sticks out because it's like a, almost like a faux pas and like what's going on in mainstream right now it's like whoa you're wearing a lot of clothes you know yeah. compared to like what people usually wear and I don't know. I just think it's dope. Uh, I'm a firm believer in that a woman should be able to do whatever she wants. If you want to walk outside in a bikini, no one should have anything to say. If you want to walk outside in a burka, you, no one should have anything to say. You do what you want. And I don't know. I just fell in love with modest fashion. And um, even like with like hijab and covering my hair, like I I've done I've only been doing that for two years. And I one day I was like looking through it was a Muslim Women's Day okay. and I was looking through the hashtag and I was looking at so many beautiful women and girls. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're slaying modestly. I'm like, you know, I'm inspired. I want to do that, too. And then I was like, you know, and as I'm switching it up to do it, um, I would like to portray myself online in this way because maybe I can inspire other girls, too, you know, and 
yeah, like all the DMs and the messages that I've gotten over time has been like so amazing. Like people, cause I, um, I didn't like erase like my old pictures. I like let you like follow the whole journey of like my whole, whole like process. evolution. So yeah. people are like, whoa, I thought you, you know, like to watch just your whole switch up is just really inspiring and, you know, and I just think it's really dope. Especially like I usually go into spaces where I'm like the only one that looks like I do as far as like what I'm wearing and how I look and, um, you know, there's girls who are like, you know, I usually feel uncomfortable, like being the one who has to, you know, dress like this or cover my hair. But to see you in these spaces, doing what you do and standing firmly and being authentic and just like loving who you are, that's so inspiring for me. And it gives me more confidence. I'm like, oh. like messages like that mean everything to me. And, and I totally understand because, you know, like representation matters and of course, in inclusivity and diversity so to be able to see someone that looks like you in different spaces like how like Halima Aiden she was on the cover of Essence and that was just like such a big win for like all the Muslim girls and like girls who you know dress modestly to just see her on the cover it's like oh my god like we've never seen that you know even how she did um freaking what is it the swim she was the first I don't know what you're talking about uh it's the hugest swim yeah, Sports Illustrated. Yeah. The first, she was the first girl uh, to wear a burkini on Sports Illustrated, which is like, you know, that was literally a historic moment. So yeah. just little wins like that are always like amazing. So even like, I got a million messages when I was on the BET Cypher because they were like, wow, we've never seen like a female rapper looking like you who ever got to do the Cypher, you know? So just like wins like that are just amazing. Here on the Tough Juice Podcast, we know the importance of LinkedIn. The perfect hire can have a huge impact on your business for years to come. So when you're in need to find that next person to help your business grow, LinkedIn Jobs will match up the right talent on your open role fast, quick, in a hurry. Please explore the LinkedIn Job platforms. What features on LinkedIn Jobs platform you think are most valuable for the people looking for a hire? How does LinkedIn Jobs help you find the right candidate? LinkedIn Jobs has over 675 members worldwide. LinkedIn Jobs screen candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. Things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your posts right in front of qualified candidates who matched up the business requirements perfectly. That's how LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen by people who you want to hire. People with the skills, qualifications, and other interests that will help your business grow. It's no wonder why LinkedIn hires every eight seconds on LinkedIn. And why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform in delivering quality hires. This is what it is. Find the right person in your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit LinkedIn.com slash toughjuice. Again, that's linkedin.com slash toughjuice for $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, so consciously, like, you going into that space, do you make it point of emphasis to, like, show all your creativity and put it all rolled in one? Or are you, I don't want to say limited when you do something like that, or are you okay with that? Say being what it is are like Wait. are do you feel limited when you do that because so so many people like from a mainstream standpoint mm -hmm. you might 
scare someone off. Right. You know, like right, right, right. it's like it's a it's a thin line when you're you're, you're selling. Right. You're still selling records. Yeah. You're still selling a message. Right. Or right. preaching or whatever the case may be, planting a seed. But mm -hmm. are you limited when you be too real or too authentic or too conscious or too aware? Right. Naturally, I feel like, yeah, that's not mainstream. It's completely like faux pas. So there will always be like a little bit of resistance yeah. but to be honest i've been extremely shocked by just the, the acceptance yeah like it's been crazy people from all walks of life it's so beautiful have been really receptive to the messages just everything and they're just like you're so dope someone told me like there's like a void that you're feeling and and then just like i say like i feel like um women are like the most dynamic creatures on the planet however like in female hip-hop mainstream in particular, there's like almost like only one type of thing being pushed. And I just feel like there should be more of a balance, more dynamic. Back in the day, I used to be able to listen to Lil' Kim and Lauryn Hill. You know what I'm saying? It was dope. It's like I banged both of them. Like it's, But, you know, just bringing back that. There's so many voices and dynamics to women, and it's like, you know, why are we only getting one certain type of, yeah. you know? And no, no knock to that because that's a mood and that's an important voice. But it's like there's other voices, so why can't we have some of that? You how, know? how are you able to move the needle on that? Then? I, I know uh -huh. strategically, I know it is a process, right? Yeah. Because it looks a certain way, it sounds different, and some people just, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they can't accept it or receive it. Right. So how are you able to balance that? Because you do a great job of it. Thank you. Yeah, you, you uh -huh. do. Like I follow you in real time, and I'm watching. So like, uh -huh. how do you balance that? Honestly, it's like every day is just a process of just, hmm, regardless of the numbers or what people say, being true to yourself, being authentic, and just believing in your message and standing by it and just going regardless of any accolades or anything that someone can give you. It's not about that. It's like a bigger picture and you just do you. I'm like a big advocate of do you. Like, do you. Whatever you want to do, do it and... And we shouldn't be like on each other's head about what you do or what you do. It's like, let people just be. And yeah, so I just have to, I just, you know what? I live my life with no expectations. So anything extra is a, like, it's a win. extra is a win. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yay, you know? So yeah, that's just how I like striving to roll through life because naturally something's so different when you're making a lane that doesn't exist, that is a trial you know and that's not easy and it's hard but you just have to be steadfast keep going and regardless just if you believe in it you just do it who's been some of your mentors in this space i know that you said that your husband push you and right. do certain things but like who who else been some of your mentors in this space um well you know, I met Erica Badu uh, at the VT Cipher. Well, first, you know, she posted me on her page. I wasn't going like, to say that, but I just yeah. didn't want to throw it out there and just, you know, just put it on you like that. But I'm right. glad you said it. So she posted me on her page, and I was just like, oh, my God, you know. <laughs> but And then I got called about the Cipher. I did not know that she was going to be the DJ of the Cipher. So when she came walking in, I'm like, what? How? What? So, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah, literally. And then, um, so I have this, like, no, it's not my model, but it's a model that we all know that. The answer is always no, unless if you don't ask. So just ask, because you don't lose anything if they say no, because, you know, it's whatever. Or you could gain a yes that you weren't expecting. So I had asked her, I'm like, hey, um, 
I'm, I have an idea for a music video. Could you be in it? Like, I have this whole idea. Da, 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 and she was like, yeah, sure. And I'm like. that Just like that. No, I, yes. And Erica I was like, Badu, this. I was like, are you sure? But you know, me, I'm like, <laughs> I was, people say a lot of things, but it's like, I'll believe it when I see it. Because, yeah. you know, everybody was like, oh, we're going to do this. But it's like, until you come through with it, we'll see. But she did. And, and so I, she was in my video um, for I'll Be the King. And she was, she was. You know, like meeting people and per- meeting people you follow and you hope that they live up to like what you think. Like sometimes you meet people and it's like, oh, they were so whack. I almost wish I didn't meet you because now I'm like, you've tainted it. Or you meet someone and it's like, wow, they're even better in person. And she was that type of person where it was like, wow, you're really dope. She came in and she she literally came in with like bags and stuff. She like decorated the set, which is like, I didn't ask you oh, to do crazy. that. And it was so dope and just her ideas and stuff. And, um, but, like, she she just gave me a lot of motivation, and she was like, you know, do you. Like, like she's real, she doesn't say a lot of words, but she's like, do you regardless, no matter what, you know? And stuff like that just, like, is really inspiring. I, um, I've i met with Diddy, and he's, you know, you know he's real adamant. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Animated, you know? yeah. Exactly. So he's, <laughs> he's always giving me encouraging words that, um, you know, has also helped me to go forward. Um... Honestly, I'm also inspired by, like, you know, just people, underdogs, people who are different, who are just, like, making their way, like, um, and that could be in anything. It's, like, it could be, like, you know, like, Ifty Hodge being a fencer, and it's just, like, wow, like, I'm not going to be a fencer, but just the fact that you fought through that and you're just, you, yeah. you know, you made it to gold medal, it's, like, that's amazing. So I get inspired by wins and moments that I see and observe from other people, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So in real time, like, I know we had, like, a state of a union last night, mm-hmm. and I know that you're always consciously aware of what's happening, what's going on, and mm-hmm. you very insightful in your lyrics. What Where do you feel like we are at right now, the climate of our country? I, this is weird, but I am, I'm honestly really disconnected from. You and me both. Yeah. Yeah. Like, from, like, the whole politics and the this, that, and the other, like, it looks like, it's like a clown show. It's like a, it's like a reality TV show. It's, like, some of the things I see, I'm like, is this really, you know, so, to be honest, I'm like, eh. Like, I'm not really invested at all. Whatever's going to happen is already going to happen. And, yeah, like, I'm weirdly very disconnected from, like, politics and everything that's going on, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. How do you still maximize your, 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 your platform and use your voice to make people aware of things that's happening that you're, you know, that bother you like for instance like mass incarceration was something Mm. that was always dear to my heart Mm. and you know i try to use my platform as much as possible to you know change some things right right and i see you doing the same thing and making people consciously aware by waking them up through your lyrics so how do you maximize that yeah yeah like i that's a uh, thank you for saying that like you know naturally you'll feel weird about like speaking on issues that are secret meetings yes exactly or people yeah. are gonna be like well you know but like i said i always like i i'm always nervous before i put something out really yeah why i don't know it's just uh, it's funny the other day i would say it's like it's your art it's your baby and it's like you don't want people to be like your baby's ugly or, or you know or don't judge my baby you know what i'm saying so 
naturally. That's funny you say that because I used to be nervous before basketball games, and I know this is what I do, but I just. I don't know. I, I knew I wasn't get buckets, but I just well, I was just nervous. It's just a natural feeling when you're doing something that yeah. you know that other people are gonna observe. Yeah. You know, so I'll I'll feel a little nervous, but then like I said, I'll put my hands up and I'm like, I stand by this message, so I don't care. And then I then I then a calm comes over me and I'm like, post. You know, so um, yeah, I think I it's important to I feel like music music should reflect the times that we're in, and a lot of the times unfortunately now like music is about what like what are we talking about like what it's like about nothing or you know what i'm saying or it's random or like i can't even understand you uh shot at mumble rap and stuff like that (laughs) and um yeah i just feel like you know what's going on in the world you know you should be able we should be able to go back in time and hear the music at that time and like kind of even get a little sense of like oh what was happening at this time and i feel like that's important so I always like to speak on things that are going on and um, issues and, you know, give perspective on how I feel and things. Um, I just feel like that's very important. And um, like I said, it's like your as far as the audience, your opinion is you either rock with it or not, but it is what it is. I have to ask you, like, when did you convert to Islam? Oh, so, okay. So I grew up, it's funny you say that. I grew up Christian. And not just, not Christian, like, you know, like, the people who only go to church on Easter Sunday and the whole year you weren't even there. It's like, no, I was at, you know, in the church. So you just shot me down right out the gate. Sorry. You know, that's like, <laughs> I know a lot, you know. But, and my family, to this day, they have churches and everything. So I have a lot of love, naturally, because that's, uh, there's so many people, naturally, anyone who are the descendants of slaves, a lot of the people in the holes of those slave ships, came over here and, you know, we were given Christianity, we were given a certain everything, you know, our, our, our eating, you know, we ate the worst of everything, you know, that's when, you know, hog was really even introduced to us and just certain things. And, um, you know, my father, he, he kind of had like a, like Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X moment where, you know, like you come into, start doing research and just realizing like, wow, you know, going back, I'm realizing that a lot of my family or a lot of us in those holes of slaves were in fact Muslim and blah, blah, blah. But he, um, the cool thing about him, he was like, I think it's important for you to do your own research. I'm not like, I don't want any compulsion or like forcing anything on you. You do what you want to do. I'm going to do this. He was the one who converted it first. And he's like, you know, I just uh, kind of fell in lo- He fell in love with Islam. And I just kind of like did my own research. To be honest, I went on a journey of like, through all religions, like, because I find that there's, like, the religious game-banging that goes on is man-made. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of, um, a lot of the religions are really connected. They're, you know, I, I mean, if you believe in that, there is one God. There's not these different gods that we think, and a lot of, like, the practices and everything are very similar, like, very. you know what I'm saying? So, doing a lot of research, I was like, wow, this is, you know enlightening and beautiful going through you know i went through a lot of places i went through temples and this and that i went to different masjids and mosques and everywhere you know and i just fell in love with islam in general and i just thought it was a good fit for me and i was was that a process of like years of you visiting temples and different things like where yeah yeah it was like 
you know, I just feel like I don't want to be a blind follower of anything. Mm. I feel like it's important to like know what you're doing and why you're doing it. A lot of people, even like you know, our parents. Um, I'm even I've even met Muslims who like I don't even know why I do this certain thing. Uh, my parents made me do it since I was there, you know. And it's like, wow, you have me as a convert. I have a little bit more knowledge about what and why because I had to research about it. I didn't know about it, but you were born in it, so you're just like, oh, I just do things low key blindly. You know what I'm saying? Without really knowing why. So I think it's always important to know why you do what you do or why you believe how you believe and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, that was interesting. I was, I, it, God, I was like 15 or, God, I don't know when that was. Yeah, I think I was like 15 years old when it was first introduced to me. But when I fully went like, oh, I'm going to do this, it was 2007. Oh, really? Yeah. And then, like I said, I've only been, I, and then. I've only been wearing, like, and covering my hair and doing hijab for two years. Because that even was a process for me. Like, oh, I'm not ready to do that. And that a lot of people don't know, like, women are not forced to do that. That's just a choice that you want to do if you want to or not. It doesn't make you less or more of a Muslim, you know, wearing that. You know, so. In some areas. Well, yeah. There's yeah. some, yeah. We can't deny, like, the cultural things that are going, but that's not necessarily. So some, some areas they impose it? Oh, absolutely. But that's okay. a cult. You know, like, in Saudi Arabia, they're just yeah. now being able to drive. Like, that's not right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a cultural thing. That's not an Islamic thing. And sometimes the lines are blurred, and we think that that's the same thing. Just like, um, it's funny, there's a, there's a same saying in Islam. It's like, one ummah, which means, like, everybody is one, no matter where you're from. But... We say there's no racism in Islam, but there's racism amongst Muslims. That exists, you know, but that's a, a person thing. There's no um, oppression in Islam. But there's women who are oppressed in Islam by certain Muslims because of a cultural thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like that is actually contrary to Islam, certain things that happen and are done culturally that are not really... I hope I'm saying it right. I don't... But they're not sense. related to like real Islam. Like that's wrong, you know? Yeah. So what? <laughs> so so were you hesitant to like speak on that or just say that you was Islam or what? Uh, to be honest, I I I usually don't like to talk religion because I feel like religion does more dividing than does. unifying, and I feel like you it's beautiful that like my following is so diverse because it's like people from every walk of life and it's like wow I'm this Muslim girl and like you follow me you and you and you but it's because like we are so we have so much in common especially just as a human being and like certain like I said I did a lot of research a lot of people will like won't go outside the box of their religion that they were given since they were birthed so you don't really realize the connection that they all have. So naturally you'll look at everybody like, oh, you're not like me or you're not like me. And we put all these like titles in front of us that divide us. And it's dumb to me. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, like I, I tend to not like to talk about religion because like I said, I just feel like it's like a, it's, Honestly, in a sense, I feel like it's done a lot of harm more than good. If you're not thinking of your personal life, like people who are like, oh, you know, 
it makes me a better person and you act actively on being a better person to the world but some people are just like i said that religious game banging that we do that's all man-made and yeah. it's i hate that you make it look cool though you know what i mean <laughs> like some people are frightened by like uh real information you know, and being educated, yeah. and then, you know, to your point, uh, and to your credit also, you make it look really cool. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, when you fall, you're like, you know what? I've, I've taken that a little lighter by being educated. Right. Like, it's just a little more receiving the, right. the way you go about it. And it's funny that, that you said sense. the word educated, because that, that hate and that weird stuff that we go through is literally from ignorance and the lack of knowing what's going on or what you're even opposing, I feel like that's the reason why we get weird with one another. It's that ignorance. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> how do you go about the process of, like, we talked about secret meetings. How do you go about the process of creating an album or a song or, like, I know it's layers to it, yeah. but how do you go about that process? Um, it's For me, it's, it starts with the beat. This, uh, this um... Um, my second project, different EP that just came out. Yeah. It was produced by. Thank you. Yeah. It was produced by uh, Beat Billionaire, and he's like Grammy nominated. He's known for like doing Rick Ross's beats and like ASAP Ferg. There's just a lot, and he he was really like making magic. Like I was listening to the beats and just like, oh, that one, that one, that one. So then, like once I have it, I kind of just like zone out with it, like. <laughs> um, Shoot, the shower is an amazing place. The shower? Yeah. <laughs> Just yes. vibe. Yes, yes. And, you know, it's weird. Like, so, a song can happen in freaking 30 minutes or it can be, like, three weeks. You know what I'm saying? It just depends on what's going on. And I'm horrible. Like, I will redo something, like, a lot. Like, two days before my uh, my uh, EP dropped, I literally changed the whole verse on the song. Like, and they were like so annoyed with me. I'm like, no, I don't like it. <laughs> and I re literally redid it. And so it's, I'm really random. It's annoying. Um, one of my songs, Enough, which is okay. uh, like analytically, it's looking like it's the people's fave. Um, one of the people's faves. Uh, my husband, he wrote the, um, the course of that. And it's, it's like one of my favorite parts of it. So, you know, we were, I don't do, like I said, we're like one, I don't, I present it like, what do you think? What do you think? You know what I'm saying? And until it's like, oh, that's dope. Then I'm like, okay, we're good. So you got to get the stamp. Period. Period. Period dot. Yes. Yeah. You got to get the stamp from yes. here at the end. Yes. So ultimately, like with your legacy and what you're trying to accomplish, like, what are you trying to accomplish? Like, what is your vision? My vision is, like I said about um, bringing in a different representation and a balance and a different perspective to mainstream, well, for me, hip hop, but just even just the music industry or just the culture in, um, in general, something different. I, it's funny, that's why I named yeah, it different. Yeah. yeah, but it's just like, I think it's important to have something different, you know, and some. Just a balance, because it's not, I don't want everything to be like me or everything to be like, but it's just like, you know, why not have a little piece of something different in, you know, the forefront? And if I, if I, my legacy, you know, it would be dope if I keep going for my dreams and, you know, I really make it really big um, in this music industry, bringing in a whole different dynamic 
um, to female rap and hip hop in general? I have to ask you, and that's a great answer too. I have to ask you though, with your vision board, can you talk about the process of that? Because so many young listeners and older listeners and different people from all different walks of life are gonna hear this and see this. And why is it important for you to speak things into existence? Um, because you had me so on that one much. Too. Ah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there's just so much power in our words, and so speaking things that you want and you dream of into existence is imperative, you know. And just speaking positivity, um, it's also really important. Like when you see someone get something that you want, or like have a win to really get inspired instead of like jealous or upset at them. Like I see people winning everywhere and it just makes me so inspired. Like, Oh my God, you got, they got that. And you know, people coming from the mud, people who have nothing, who have just made so much, especially nowadays, you know, with these platforms and social media, you really can cut out like the middleman um, and like really get to an audience without, you know, that much control and, what people have done with that is just absolutely amazing and it's like it's just so inspiring so speaking into existence like just things that i want or seeing like oh my god she got that oh my god i'm gonna get that you know <laughs> and i just feel like it's important you know yeah why was it important for you to come on board with rock nation like how did that relationship happen um you know what they well so i'm just with rock nation management okay. i still don't have a label i'm still independent but i i just they they approached me and they seen the vision and what I was doing. And, you know, it's really important that the people that you work with, they don't want to, like, change you or, like, hinder your message. You know, like, they're just like, oh, we just want to support you. And that's dope. And so I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I've gotten opportunities with them. Um, you know, and I want to naturally take everything that I can to the next level and reach more people and, you know, do more. So any help from anyone um, that I can get, naturally, I would want that. Um, if it doesn't hinder or affect, you know, like my vision and what I have going on. So, yeah. Do you prefer to be independent or do you want to be um, under a uh, I label? I like being independent because it's a control. Naturally, uh, it's funny, uh, there's this, rapper that I follow, Lady London, I love her. Okay. She had said, she made a statement that like really touched me, but she was saying like, you know, um, naturally I want to go on an elevator up, but you know, taking the stairs, sometimes you got to do that in order to keep your integrity and keep what you got going on. Um, I mean, naturally I would prefer, she was at an escalator, uh, <laughs> escalator up, you know, naturally, but you know, like if you just have a vision for what you want and if, you get with someone and they're not like, I mean, if you're on board with me, hey, let's work. But if you're not, you know, I know it would be easier for me to be with you, but we don't have the same vision. So that just doesn't work for me. So I'm going to have to just keep taking these stairs until maybe I reach, meet somebody who's like, hey, get on the elevator with me. We good, you know, but until that happens, I'm cool with being independent because I got to be and you got to do what you got to do, you know. No doubt. So you going on tour soon. Yes. Yeah. So that is coming up, and I know that. you're going to announce that on your platform yes. sometime soon. Yes, but, but the first are... show, okay. yes. the first show is in Detroit on February 22nd, Saturday, and I'm excited about that. Um, it's so funny because 
I have, you know, I'm a LA girl, but um, the East Coast, like New York, Philly, pretty much the East Coast in general, even Atlanta and London. London weirdly is like crazy. Like there, I have a lot of love there. Um, and analytically, LA is in my top five as far as like my following and listening, but it doesn't even compare to like the East Coast, which really? is so interesting. I'm like, wow. You know, so, um, yeah, I, you follow the love, you go where your people are and it's like, Hey, I'm coming, you know? And I'll, when my first EP, I didn't, that, that was one thing I didn't do. I didn't tour it. And so now that I dropped this other one, I was like, it's important for me to do that. So I'm excited about that. Take it to that set, perform it. And a lot of people are requesting it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, let's do this. So the kickoff will be in Detroit. That's going to be major. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I have to ask you this before I let you go. What was the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Life mm. advice or yeah. industry or whatever? Um, and from whom? Uh, I'm now I know what the advice is. Now I'm trying to figure out who said it to me. Um, I think it was my mom. Yeah, before she was sick. But um, don't be so hard on yourself. That really was for me because I am very hard on myself and it's so annoying and it's like, I'm like my worst critic and, and it's, it's, it just sucks, you know? So the moment I embrace that, like, you know what, don't be hard on yourself. So anything that happens, it's like, it'll work out. And I say that all the time. It's like, it'll always work out. Like something bad could really happen. I'll get some news and I'm like, it'll work out. You know, so, um, oh, and discipline your disappointments. Oh, wow. Um, that one is really good for me because, you know, like, stuff used to happen. I used to be like, oh, God. But now it's like, okay, you could, you could get a little upset. Now get over it and move on because, like, you have no control over it. So why even, like, waste that much energy in something you can't control? And then in the end, it ends up working out or being okay or you get over it. So those have been really good advice that I've still striving every day to live by but they really help that's major yep. yeah well i appreciate you coming on the tough juice podcast you. thank you queen thank you, thank you.